Hi, welcome to the Grief Awakening Podcast. My name is Elise Duzo, and I'm a grief coach and Reiki practitioner here in Nashville, Tennessee. I help guide others who are grieving to reignite their relationships with their loved ones on the other side, helping them ease the ache of grief. This is a podcast where we can have open conversations about grief and loss, mediumship, science, and I'll even tell you my story as a young widow. If you like this episode, don't forget to hit that follow button. And if you'd like to reach out to me, feel free to give me a follow on Instagram and intuitively underscore Elise. Enjoy the show. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Grief Awakening. I'm here solo behind the mic this week. No guest on the show, but I'm really fired up about this conversation that I want to have today. Before I get into the nitty gritty of the episode, let me just first say this is the first time that I'm recording solo on camera. I'm recording over Zoom so that I can hopefully release video content for you guys. Um, It will probably start off as just little clips on Instagram, which I do already post to an extent when I have a guest on, but this is just going to be an extension of that. So even when it's just me, you're your bestie, your griefy bestie here talking. Um, I'll try to release some video content as well and maybe even release the entire episode on YouTube if I don't mess up too much. <laughs> so I'm happy you're here. I'm just a little weirded out looking at myself and with these got the giant headphones on for full effect. Um, <laughs> so just getting used to it. So bear with me. Um, today's episode is all about expectations. That lovely word that so many of us use to talk about the things that, you know, we want to be. We want to, the things we uphold about ourselves, our standards, our goals, our, these are the things that we, stories we create in our head sometimes even. Um, And I wanted to talk about the expectations around grief and grieving and healing and finding love again and all the things that come with losing a loved one and where did those expectations or those assumptions about what the process looks like, where did they come from? So what kind of prompted this for me was I actually watched this new um, romantic comedy on Netflix over the past weekend. If you haven't seen it yet, it's called Love Again. Um, I forgot the main character's name, but um it's a story of a young woman, probably in her late 20s, early 30s, who loses her boyfriend. He gets killed by a drunk driver right in front of her. Um, sound familiar? And they were supposed to be engaged. He had bought a ring and hadn't proposed to her yet, but was going to. And um, of course, she is crushed by this. And after the moment that they show that he passed, they don't even show anything that happens right after that. They fast forward to two years later. And two years later, this main character, she is still very deep, deep in her grief. And I was honestly very happy for that to be tr- portrayed in that way. Because so many times, right, when we see these movies on Netflix or Hallmark Channel, you know, they're always a romantic comedy. Um, about someone losing a loved one, specifically a partner, they'll show them like go through the funeral process, memorial process. And then, you know, oh, an old flame from who knows when comes into town and they start talking and 
Um, she opens her heart to him and they fall in love and blah, 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 blah. Like, it's very quick and you're like, is that what's supposed to happen? Am I supposed to move on that quickly? And what's wrong with me that I don't feel open to that yet? So you start like looking at all these things that are being portrayed and asking like, oh, is that how this works? And even if you haven't lost someone yet, you're, you assume like, oh, that, that must be how it is. And um, in this film, Love Again, she they've had fast forwarded two years and she gets advice from a friend to start talking to her boyfriend in spirit like put a chair in front of her pour two glasses of wine and start just talking to him and you watch her like make an attempt to do that which at this scene in the movie I totally just kind of <laughs> I paused it and I was like oh my god this is so familiar like is this movie about me <laughs> um I you know if you've been listening to this show for a while you know that I'm a huge advocate for tuning into our loved ones and speaking to them, keeping the conversation going, talking to them as if they are right here with us, which they are. And so she makes an attempt to do that. And I don't think it felt natural for her. So then she pulls out her cell phone and begins just texting his old phone number, which, you know, essentially as far as spirit goes, I think this would work the exact same way. And it's a great, great option if you are able to do that. So she starts texting his own phone number, not realizing that the phone number had been reassigned to someone else and of course the person who the number was reassigned to is a very handsome tall gentleman with a, and a gorgeous accent and you know looks like a model and um he begins reading her messages and i'm not going to give, give away the whole movie in case you have plans to watch it but um he begins reading her messages and you know wants to find her and connect with this person so i was watching this movie and I was, it kind of prompted me to start thinking about all the expectations I had about what grief should look like before I had lost someone so close to me. And then also like during this process, what people expect of you and have put on you as how you should be doing this. Um, are you being sad enough? Are you crying enough? Do I look like I'm too happy? Because then people think I'm over it and I'm not. And you get in your head about all this stuff. And um, in the movie, her sister begins, um, kind of pushing her a little bit, pressuring her to, you know, you need to move out of the house. She was still living with her mom and dad and, uh, move out of the house, get out there, you know, or it's time to find love again. And you could tell like the main character, she had a lot of resistance to this. And, um, it brought me back to, you know, the first year after I had lost my partner. And I think even with, with six months in or so, I had been getting questions from people around me already of, you know, when do you think you'll start dating again? You think you'll find someone else, you know? Um, so people do put expectations on us. But before we even get into that, I kind of wanted to talk about some of the expectations that I've had and maybe you have had about loss even before you got to this point where you lost a loved one and now you're listening to this this show. <laughs> so when I was young, I remember the first time a family member passed away, my great-grandmother. And I remember watching my mother when she got the news. I remember, I remember this moment, like, almost ex to the T of, like, us sitting all in our living room together and her being very visibly upset and crying. And I didn't, at the moment, I didn't quite understand it because I didn't know what, I truly don't think I knew what death meant at that point. 
And I remember watching her visibly break down. And it was probably one of the first times I'd ever seen my mother cry like that. And um, I know she still misses her grandmother so, so deeply, even to this day. I miss her too. And um, I remember going to the funeral and not quite understanding, you know, why my great-grandmother was laying in this bed and why she was asleep. And, you know, we were, (laughs) you know, you're going through the viewing process and, you know, try understanding, like explaining death to a little kid. I'm sure it's very, very difficult. And I know my mom did the best she could to help us make sense of it. Um, But I remember probably very shortly after the funeral, I don't remember seeing my mom visibly grieve. And I'm sure she did it in private. And of course, when you're momming two, three little girls, like you don't have time. You probably don't even have time to like just sit around and cry, of course. But um, I think that whole experience kind of was the first like catalyst to setting up my expectations of what loss looks like. And very much even after that, as many of you have probably experienced, like we watch and see a lot of blockbuster movies, TV shows where people pass away, whether it be a parent, a sibling, or a partner, a grandparent. And um, we see the character in these films go through these like big, you know, character arches where they start out really, really sad and upset. Obviously, they just lost someone that they love. And then they go through this big um, experience and they're suddenly happy again and maybe they moved on or um, they're finding joy again. This all happens in a two-hour period, right? <laughs> While we're watching the film, of course, it's probably like in the film, it's usually a span of a couple of weeks or a couple of months. So like all of these experiences in the entertainment world, watching our parents, our friends, um, people we know have lost someone those are the experiences that we have to go off of, of what we think this is supposed to look like. And truthfully, now that you're in it, and now that I'm in it, I have learned that, of course, every experience is completely different. And there truly is like, all expectations that you once had go out the window. Because (laughs) this experience is like a roller coaster. And there are some things that probably are still upheld and make sense. And then there's others that you're like, hell no, I never can. There's no way I could find love again in two months, you know? And for some people that may make sense, you know, there's no rules around this. There's no right way to do it. And um, everyone is completely different. So the expectations that people can have on you is the other part of it. And that's probably the harder part, right? Because the people we love, around us who are watching us grieve. They want nothing more than to see us heal and feel better. It hurts their heart to see us sad and upset just as much as ours is hurting. And I think that over time, people can say things that rub us the wrong way. People, you know, make suggestions or try to instill hope that's (laughs) definitely unwanted I mean, for example, like, say if you were to lose a parent and there wouldn't be someone who would come up to you and say, like, oh, don't worry, Um, you can find another mother. Like, no, that's not going to happen. But there may be other things like, oh, you know, you lost your mom, but oh, thank goodness you still have your grandmother. Or thank goodness you still get to be a mother to your children. Like, people try to 
wrap it up in a t- in a pretty bow to help you feel better when that's truly not what we need. I know for most of us who are listening who have lost a partner, you know, it's always a comment of, well, don't worry, you're young, you'll find someone else. Or don't worry, um, you know, you have a lot of life left. You'll still have time for kids and you'll meet someone who's really handsome and perfect for you. And um, like truly no one knows what's going to happen. But as people are making these comments or asking you, when are you going to move on? They're setting these expectations on you of what the world and you're like, because subconsciously you're like, you're like, okay, this is what people are expecting of me. Okay. Noted. Like I'm supposed to move on quickly. I'm going to find someone new. Like I'm not allowed to grieve my mom or my dad or whoever it is that's close to me who passed because all of this stuff is, is still good in my life. No, that as we know, that is the stuff that pisses us off, that irks us, the stuff that you and all of us talk about on Instagram. Um, it's just, I feel like it's just things people say out of, I guess, they just don't know better. Or also, just like we had those expectations of what grief is going to look like from film, TV, watching people around us, they also hold those same expectations or assumptions. And that's where those beliefs, comments, and now they're placing those expectations on you are coming from. And it's definitely, definitely frustrating. But also, there's that piece of it of like, having to have a little grace because they don't know what they don't know. Right. And think, thank God, they don't have to know yet. (laughs) we'll all know what this feels like someday and thank god that they don't have to but they're not their experience is not your experience your experience won't be their experience everyone grieves differently and that's the crazy but also beautiful thing about grief is there's no wrong way to do it so um as i was watching this movie and i was getting visibly upset like i i probably cried like four times in the movie not not to be, just because it was che- cheesy but i was like comparing her the main character ex- experience to my own and even like the scene where you know here's some spoilers but you know when she finally gets together with this man who she's been unknowingly sending text messages to thinking it's her dead fiance um you know she they meet they start to like each other they become intimate with each other even in those moments of watching the two characters become intimate together for the first time like that tugged at my heartstrings because i'm like even in this movie that is portraying grief pretty well even with that little experience i'm like wow how how can she just like openly like be intimate with someone like that so quickly and that's because my experience has been like i'm not even i'm not even ready to kiss someone yet right so like we're all doing this in different ways and even in a movie where i'm like that's that's not realistic maybe for her it was right maybe for you that is maybe you are 6 months out and you're already feeling comfortable enough to go on a date and that's amazing and that's beautiful and i'm so so happy for you if you're in that role but I can't compare my experience to someone else. And I hate that this movie is making me feel like 
that's the expectation in a way. And you just have to look at these things and take them all with a grain of salt. Just like all the platitudes that people are saying to you, like, oh, you will find love again. You'll move on. Things will get better soon. Blah, 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 blah. All these assumptions that they're putting on you. You have to take it all with a grain of salt because just like I said, they don't know what they don't know. And thank God they don't. And we're all going to grieve differently. You didn't know what this was going to be like before you got into it. Neither did I. And we're just here trying <laughs> trying to move forward and find her happy again. And um, the experience of being intimate with someone for the first time or maybe doing something you love that your mom loved um, for the first time. You know, what are their little, let's call them milestones that show up for you? That is your experience, and there's nothing that anyone can say that is going to make that wrong or right or not soon enough or not fast enough or or too fast. Like this is this is all you. This is your experience. So one thing I want to talk about is from here going forward, I gave you permission now, if you needed it, to release all of that, all of that bullshit, right? That we have collected over time throughout our lives from our parents, from our friends, from TV, entertainment shows, the things that tell us this is how grieving goes. This is how it's supposed to be. This is your permission to completely release all of that from you now and take this step, this next day, this next month and do grieving your way. Whatever feels good to you, if it feels good to you to sit in a chair and talk to your loved one in an empty chair across from you, do that. If it feels good to send a text message to his old phone number or your mom's old phone number or your dad's old phone number, do that. Whatever feels right for you is what is is perfect. That's what's going to work for you, okay? Do not worry about the expectations that you have collected the assumptions that you've collected, the expectations that have been put on you for years and years and years. This is your, this is your grief. This is your experience. And, and just as your love was your own experience and it was unique to you and the person that you have lost, your grief is going to be just the same. So this is for your permission. <laughs> to release, just release all of that and take the next day and start new. Okay. I know I just babbled for like a good 15 minutes straight, <laughs> but I just felt like this was something I had to get off my chest this week. And I feel like if I'm feeling this, then I know some of you must be feeling it too. And and I hope that going forward, you listen to your own intuition and know that grief is a freaking roller coaster. Every day is going to be different. Every month is going to be different. Every year is going to feel different. Every loss is going to feel different. So what worked for you for one loss may not even work for another. And what worked for you may not work for your best friend. What worked for you may not work for your dad. Like. 
This is so, so unique, and yet we're all going to go through it. Okay, that was all I had for you this week. It was a lot. So I hope that you enjoy this conversation, and I hope that you please reach out to me on through email or Instagram DMs and let me know what your experience has been with this. Did you feel like grief was everything you thought it was going to be? Was it everything that's been portrayed to you through entertainment and social media and watching people older than you go through it? What has worked for you? What hasn't? I'd love to hear from you. So please, please reach out. And if you like this episode, be sure to give it a rating and a review and share it with your friends. We're going to be back next week. I believe next week will be another solo episode, and then we should be having a few more guests on. I can't wait for you to hear those conversations. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you next week. Bye. Okay, friends, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Grief Awakening Podcast. If you liked this episode, be sure to leave it a rating and a review, and don't forget to hit that plus sign button or the follow button so you don't miss another episode. As always, any resources mentioned during this episode will be listed in the show notes below. And if you'd like to reach out to me, feel free to do so via email or on Instagram at intuitively underscore Elise. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.